Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. So now than I ever have been before. I've proven to myself I can play at this level. Can he get a throw away? At quarterback, confidence might be the most important trait that you have. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPN2. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Harry Douglas, the star of the brand new show starting January 3rd, Fitz and Harry, ESPN Radio, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern. Harry, big time. I'm excited for it, man. I can't wait till we start the show. Glad to be doing it with Fitz, man. And Fitz has been one of my, my favorite guys to work with. Uh, he's like a brother to me. We call ourselves fraternal twins mm-hmm. for obvious reason, Max, as I smile in the camera. But I, I can't wait. Can't wait, man. It's going to be high energized. You already know how energized I am. We mm-hmm. both are guys that prepare very, very well. Fitz, very energetic. Oh, yeah. Very knowledgeable about a lot of different things. Not, knowledgeable, great radio guy. For hundred, I don't like. I'm, you know, I don't mean to say pigeonhole radio. Like great, uh, great, uh, con- great content <laughs> provider. <laughs> Nowadays, you got to be careful. Uh, Baker Mayfield should he be the answer for the Rams at quarterback? Eight 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 say ESPN seven two nine three seven seven six. But I want to say something. You know, you heard that sound coming in. Early in this season, mm-hmm. Harry, and Key's not here to defend himself, but we were talking about who's going to make the playoffs out of the loaded AFC. And one thing I said, he didn't think the Bengals would be there. One thing I said at the time was, I don't know how or why, by hook or by crook, everyone else is going to have excuses. Maybe Herbert makes it, maybe he doesn't. Maybe Russell Wilson does, maybe Derek Carr, maybe yes, maybe no. The answer is no, 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 right? But this one, that one, you know who's not going to have an excuse? You know who's just going to be eating in the playoffs? Easy, grapefruits. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is going to be there and everyone else is going to have an excuse. Grapefruits, Max. The dude is different. He's a different breed. He's different. And I'm trying to think of another. He's a gangster. Just, I'm trying to think of who else in the NFL is a gangster like that at quarterback. He might be the only one. No, you, Tom, Tom Brady. Tom Brady, yeah, Tom but, Brady but Tom, like uh, Tom Brady's 150 years old. Yeah, but Tom Brady, yeah, he's like, the OG. Tom Brady don't care who's on that opposite yeah, yeah, no sideline. Like, no, like, no doubt. Brady's a gangster, but who else? Joe Cool. That's it. Like, Mahomes is spectacular otherworldly, the way Aaron Rodgers once was, but there's a certain gangsterism about Joe Burrow that's just different. The swag is just different. I don't think I've ever seen Joe Burrow upset on the sideline. I don't think I've ever seen his body language be negative on a football field. He never believes that he's he going to lose. And, but and, the, and, that, and that's huge because body language tells you everything. And I, I don't think I've ever seen Joe Burrow. That's why I love J- Jalen Hurts so much because I, I don't, I've never seen him like that. But we talk about Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, I've never seen his body language bad. Even in nine sacks against the Tennessee Titans last year in a playoff game, he, he'll just get up and just go on to the next play. You know, I'm, I'm – Big Yankees fan. And Derek Jeter was never considered the best player in baseball. But I watched the primes of Derek Jeter, Nomar Garcia Parra, Alex Rodriguez, Miguel Tejada, all those great shortstops. 
I wouldn't have to think about it for one second. Give me Jeter. And let me tell you something. All the fan bases of all those teams, if all those guys were there, they're all taking Jeter no matter what they tell you because he's a gangster. I believe so too. He's a gangster. He's just – he had a – he was – there's a dude from – people know from Little League, the best player on the team, no matter who you play, you look back, you see that dude, you go, yeah, we're going to be all right. Right? Like it doesn't matter. Even if he, he shouldn't be the best player on the field, the fact is since he believes it, so do you, and somehow he is, right? right? That's what I'm saying. Like it's, his teammates understand who he is as well. So if things aren't going well through a football game, they're not worried because they know they have Joe Cool at the quarterback position. They also know in certain moments of games, like we got nine. We, we good. We don't have to worry about anything. We have not. He's Derek Jeter if he played quarterback. Tom Brady, like those kind of guys. Yep. Kobe Bryant. There are guys like that, right? I won't invoke Michael Jordan's name because to be Jordan, you have to have that. Plus, you got to have Patrick Mahomes stuff. You got to have Bingo. you got to have Jordan it all. In a different it's a little, little different. A lot of but, people. But this dude, I don't like. So he. So how legit are the Bengals? Like, just keep in mind, last year. Think about this for a second, Harry. I say it every. He had the greatest season in the history of college football. He capped it with the greatest championship game in the history of college football to complete the greatest season ever. He gets drafted number one. The first time he's healthy for a whole season, which is in his second year, the first time he takes a franchise with a history of losing, haven't been good in a long time, he saunters into the Super Bowl, basically in a mink coat and chain and sunglasses, right? And the only reason they didn't win it is because the greatest player of the era in his prime, Aaron Donald, makes consecutive plays stuffing the run and then getting to Burrow behind an not a great offensive line that was giving up a lot of sacks throughout the playoffs anyway. Otherwise, he throws that ball to Jamar Chase and they win. We all know it, right? That's how close he came to winning the Super Bowl the first time he really suited up for a full season. I got to think they're, they're like they could easily win the thing this well, year. I have them right now at this moment and. Some people won't agree with me, but I don't care. I have them as the best team in the AFC right now. I think one of the best things that happened to this team was Jamar Chase getting hurt. Not the fact that he's hurt, but Joe Burrow being able to play without him and T. Higgins being that one and Tyler Boyd having to step up more. Uh, and also Joe Mixon being hurt. And some RGP Ryan having to step up in, 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 in those cases. And those teams, they were still able to win games versus teams when those two guys were down. And it's not like we're talking about any old Joe Blow missing games. We're talking about Jamar Chase now and Joe Mixon. So for those two guys to go down and for Joe Burrow to still hold the fort together and still be able to diversify the football and put this team in situations to be successful – on top of that defense, and I'm going to continue to say this, we don't give the Cincinnati Bengals defense uh, credit that they deserve. It's gotten better and better as the season's gone on, too. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that's the Joe Burrow of it all. He's playing the Cleveland Browns. He's never beaten the Browns. Like, just like he, the, he's, the, the Mahomes has never beaten Burrow, and <laughs> Burrow's never beaten Cleveland. And now Deshaun Watson is quarterbacking the Browns. This is interesting to me for a number of reasons. Number one, when Deshaun Watson left the league because of his very bad behavior off the field of play, and he, you know, so he's been off for two years now, um, he was a top five quarterback, consensus top five. But it's not just the layoff, Harry, that makes me question that, right? Yeah. It's... The fact that that was pre the ascension of Josh Allen, who is a machine, Justin Herbert, who 
like how much you know the guy Trevor we want Trevor Lawrence to eventually be is Justin Herbert from week one basically. Um, Hertz is excellent. Tua's having a great year and he's looking like a million bucks. That's before all that. Let alone you had Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers and you know Brady's still here. I don't know that Deshaun Watson is still a top five quarterback even if he regains his form. I don't and Lamar Jackson, by the way. I don't know is he still going to be not just because of where he is, because where the rest of the league has risen up. You're not saying anything wrong in that case, and I will tell you though, like looking at Deshaun Watson against the Houston Texans, I expected the rust. Right, it's just natural. The guy hasn't played football in forever in a regular season football game. Uh, granted, he had a few snaps in preseason, and even when he was in preseason, he didn't look good then. Thank goodness that the Cleveland Browns have a run game. Thank goodness that they have a defense because they would have lost to the Houston Texans. I, if, I, if they you won. know, as you said that, I forgot that they won that game. No, no, no. <laughs> they should, Honestly, they yeah, would have no, lost I, to the Houston I, Texans. No, 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 but my impression is they lost the game. Right. They actually won the game. It was it. All right. You want to hear from Deshaun Watson? Yeah. Here is Deshaun Watson at the uh, press conference. He's talking about looking forward to this week. Last week was a, it was a lot, you know, the anticipation to just be back on the field, the anticipation of going back to my former team, anticipation uh, playing against former teammates and being in front of a, a crowd that used to, you know, cheer for me at the time. So uh, all that stuff was definitely, you know, it was a lot. You know, I'm human, so, you know, I definitely have things running through my mind and, and, and through my, you know, just so in general. But I'm glad I, that's out the way. I'm glad we got the win. And, you know, I'm just trying to look forward to this week. It's going to be a hostile environment in Cincinnati. Uh, it's going to be a fun, and, and we just got to go out there and just make sure we execute the game plan. I know he's rusty, but don't be the quarterback that finally loses to Joe Burrow in Cleveland after that performance week one. It's not a good way to, to start a $230 million fully no. gar- guaranteed contract. Keyshawn J. Willemax on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Oh, my God, look at those numbers from last week against his old team. His QBR under 30 through an interception, 12-22. Anyway. Um, Keyshawn J. Willemax on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPN. You were presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's switch gears, Harry, to another top AFC team with one of your former teammates. Breaking news, Bill's star pass rusher Von Miller will miss the rest of the season with a torn ACL. They went to get Von because these big games are about player. There's that leadership intangible. There are a lot of guys in that Bill's locker room that have no idea how to win a championship. Don't feel sorry for me because I am good. Eric Wood. See that beat? You got to wait to the dent, dent, dent to start talking. It's one of the best club hits of all time. This is on a short list. Let me clear my throat. Eric Wood, former Buffalo Bills center, Bills radio color commentator, and former Louisville Cardinal, alongside Harry Douglas, joins us now. Morning. Good morning, Max. What's going on, HD? What's up, bro? See, me and Wood, man, we played together in college, and Wood seen me, you know, Wood has seen me do some things and say some things that, you know, not the public needs to know all, all of a sudden. Because, Max, I don't want you to ask him. Because I know Wood may tell you one or two that's uh, able for TV. But, all right, Wood, well, give us there's one, no reason. Give us one for TV. You got anything <laughs> that's TV appropriate? Yeah. I mean, we're playing against Syracuse one time. They only got two good players on their whole team. And Harry doesn't have to go against either of them. One's a D-tackle who played in the league. Arthur Jones, and the other one was their middle linebacker who went on to play uh, for the Ravens forever. Guess who does have to play against them, right? (laughs) I won't say exactly what Harry did to McLean, but he got under his skin so bad, then he's trying to rip our heads off. 
I'm in the huddle like, Harry, you're not going against any of these dudes. <laughs> Quit taking these guys off so bad. And then he would do it even worse just to mess with the offense. So, uh, yeah, that's Harry. All right. And so, Eric, with, with Von Miller out for the season, right? So the, the, this is a defense, first of all, that came in as top to bottom, you figure, probably, if not the best in the NFL, at least the best in the AFC. Then the secondary got thinned out, and so there's more pressure on those guys up front. And now Von Miller has more than twice as many pressures than anyone else on the team, right? His best win, pass rush win rate of one of the best in the NFL. Without him, how much pressure is there on Josh Allen now? A good amount, but I think there's more pressure on the other guys in that defensive line room. They got two first-rounders and two second-rounders sitting there at defensive end. They got former top-ten pick Ed Oliver on the inside, and they bring in Jordan Phillips, Daquan Jones this offseason, and Tim Settle. Like They have a ton of talent outside of Von Miller. Now, Von was the dude in that room, but... Without Vaughn, it's time for those other guys to step up as well. And so Greg Rousseau, who they drafted in the first round last year, and and a number of other guys on that defensive line have to step up. And I don't think it's a far cry to say that Ed Oliver could be the best pass rusher on this Bills defense as the season goes on. And we've seen teams in the past win a Super Bowl with a three technique that is your best pass rusher. Look at Aaron Donald. Look at Fletcher Cox for the Eagles. I'm not saying he's at that point right now, but he's trending in that direction. Won an AFC Defensive Player of the Week a couple weeks ago on Thanksgiving. We've seen some D tackles as game wreckers. By the way, the Jets have one. The Giants. Williams, the Giants have something like that, right? Like those guys in the middle collapse that pocket. It's a lot. Yeah, Wood, I got to ask you, uh, how difficult do you think it's going to be? Because when you do have a guy like Von Miller out there, he's going to demand double teams, and that's going to leave a lot of guys one-on-one. Do you think the the Bills, Matt Milano, who's playing phenomenal this year, is he going to blitz more, or are they going to have to try to do it by scheme with a lot of D-line stunts and, and blitzes as well? Yeah, I think they got to be a little bit more creative than they have been. And in the past, Leslie Frazier, Sean McDermott, they've used that six-up look, the double-A gap look. They've had some complex blitz schemes. They haven't had to do that for a majority of this year when they've had Vaughn. They're sliding the protection, just like you said, Harry. That's allowed Greg Rousseau to create pressures. A.J. Vanessa, Ed Oliver. Well, now with Vaughn out, I would I would say they likely have to get a little bit more creative, but they played their first game last week against a banged-up Patriots offensive line, but they got after um, uh, Mac Jones in that game. And to your point, everyone that's watching or listening right now, when you bring those linebackers up in the A-gaps, it cre- creates confusion for the offensive line and makes those guys declare, now you can bring blitzes from other directions and have free runners or whatnot. Yeah, you're right on that. And they've done that with Matt Milano. He's excellent rushing the passer. They used him a lot against Mahomes in their win at Kansas City early in the season. So I would expect him to come up and do a line of scrimmage and try and create pressure that way as well. So we've been talking a lot about um, the Jets quarterback situation in recent weeks because talking to Eric Wood, former Buffalo Bills center and college teammate of Harry Douglas, um, (laughs) And we were talking about Mike White, Zach Wilson. The, teams, the team seems to really like Mike White, who Coach Sala says makes the simple looks, the easy look easy, right? Like, I love that. Whereas Zach Wilson's practicing off play, you know, he's practicing to look like Aaron Rodgers, right? Make, they'll make him too complicated. But I wonder how much of that is the team really loving Mike White and how much of that is, oh, he's not Zach Wilson, right? Like, what, what's your take on all this? 
Well, the backup quarterback should be one of the most likable guys in the locker room. That's traditional around the NFL. So when Mike White gets his opportunity, they're rallying around him. But I'll say this. I mean, the way Zach Wilson handles the media and kind of that cocky facade he has about him, it just doesn't seem to work well with his teammates. And you got guys wearing Mike White T-shirts. You don't think that gets under a Zach Wilson's skin when he's watching his teammates a week after he's benched or two weeks after he's benched wearing Mike expletive white t-shirts getting on the plane like that is a shot at Zach Wilson as well even if it's not intentional to be and so it doesn't seem oh, like how he could has it not be intentional in the Eric there. wait did you say even if it's not how could that not be into you know what you're doing and when you make that t-shirt right there's no way it's not a shot <laughs> Oh, well, I want to know, like, did the Jets equipment staff pass those out? Like, generally, when you're traveling all in unison, like, was that a Jets equipment staff deal? Because then that goes further than just the guys on the team riling around Mike White. But, you know, Mike White's coming into Buffalo this week. He threw four picks there last year. And so we're going to get that kind of in the 30s, little wintry mix going on Sunday, so we'll see how he fares in that weather. Wood, I want to touch on the Cincinnati Bengals because at this moment right now, the way they've been playing, I have them as the best team in the AFC um, because of that guy number nine at the quarterback position and the way he plays and the way he approaches the game. How do you view the Cincinnati Bengals? I think they're a really good football team, and the fact that they've shown that the last two times that they can go to -to toe-to-toe with Kansas City and really – um, neutralize Mahomes and put a lot of pressure on him with organic pressure, with their defensive ends. I think they're a really good football team. I think their nose guard, Reader, might be the best in all of the NFL. And, and Joe, especially when he's got Jamar Chase back out there, he's got weapons and he's got that swagger and he's a heck of a ball player. Now, you know, I, I'm the Bills radio analyst. I mean, no, Wood. I'm gonna stop Josh you right Allen. there. Uh, uh, I'm gonna stop you right there. I'm, we're gonna do. We're gonna do this the easy way, Wood. Who is better right now, Eric Wood, the Cincinnati Bengals or the Buffalo Bills? I had to stop you. Who's better right now? Well, I was gonna say we're gonna find out on uh, January second, <laughs> which is likely for the number one overall seed because both of them hold the tiebreaker against Kansas City, and so. January 2nd, Monday Night Football. That is going to be a fun one with me going back to my hometown to call that one. I like my Buffalo Bills. And and I'll say this team had, a, you know, they had their hiccups mid-year. We talked about the injuries. But this is a team that has been on a course. And if they don't blow that 13 seconds last year, I think they win it all last year. So Eric Wood, former Buffalo Bills center, former teammate, college teammate, of Harry Douglas. That's Harry made trouble on and off the field. Apparently. That's my boy. That's my boy now. That's right. Get to t- writing checks that he didn't have to cash. That Eric had to cash. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> my friend's not afraid of you. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and uh, Bill's radio color commentator, former Louisville Cardinal, as I mentioned, you have a book, Tackle What's Next. Tell me about it. Yeah, so in 2017, I had just signed a contract extension with the Bills. I was the only player on the team to play every single snap that season, and the Bills break the longest playoff drought in all of professional sports, and I think I'm going to the Pro Bowl and find out I have a career-ending neck injury, which put me on a path to figure out what was next in my life. I have a podcast called What's Next with Eric Wood, and I've interviewed so many people on there that have helped me transition into this next chapter of life. And this is my attempt at passing along many of those lessons and some of my stories to help you create that that next chapter in your life that's more fulfilling, more successful than the current one. 
Now, I got to tell you, Wood, you know I love coming up to Buffalo. Uh, we know a lot of the same people. I sit in certain people's suites when I go up there. I'm not going to name names. We're not going to name drop right now. But I love it up there in Buffalo. But I got to be honest with you. At this moment right now, Joe Cool, the guy that's sitting over there in Cincinnati with those grapefruits, they're the best team right now in the ASC, my man. Now, I'm supposed to go to the game that's uh, supposed to happen on January. What's the January 1st? I don't think I'm going to be able January to. January 2nd. January 2nd. But I got, you know, other things to do nowadays. You know, I got to do first take that day. Got to come do some KJM, you know, start a new show. Fitz and Harry coming up. I got a lot of things on my schedule. So I'm not going to be able to go to Cincinnati anymore. Well, we just got to get you on that jet set in life. Like, uh, maybe on like that, you know, the the big dog schedule where they put Orlovsky on that private flight to get to Monday Night Football and back. Man. So we'll get you on. We'll get you on his plane going back and forth, and uh, and we'll make it happen. Like the sound of that, Eric Wood, former. Hey, well, Buffalo congrats Bills on the new sector. show, brother. Appreciate yeah. it, brother. What new that. show is that, Harry? Fitz and Harry. And what time is it? Can can it be heard? Twelve p.m. to three p.m. every Monday, starting January third. National on ESPN Radio. Nationally. And let me ask you this: January third, you said is a start date, right? Yep, that's a, that happens to be a Tuesday, but from. From that day on and every Monday through Friday, 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. Nationally fits on uh, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, the ESPN app, all that good stuff. Harry Douglas carved himself out three hours of real estate on ESPN. Be specific in your prayers. That's what I tell people. Uh And then put the work in. Uh Hey. Hey, that, that sounds like some themes from my book. Hey, and Harry, I ain't surprised in the least bit. I'm just glad you're not a golfer because you'd never get to play golf ever again with that schedule. But I am super <laughs> proud of you, brother. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. Eric Wood, Buffalo Bills center now, color commentator. Appreciate you. Yeah, my pleasure. Anytime, guys. Guys, uh, Harry. Guys, usually there are two guys here. Harry's in for Key and Jay today here hey, on KJM. Can we, can we make a, an important programming note real quick, What's Max, that? before we get out of here? Yeah. Uh, Harry just announced that his show is every Monday. Yeah. What? It's actually going to be every day of the week. Oh, uh, my God. Yeah. You just got five every times weekday. as much. Oh. Yeah. You thought it was only on Monday, but it's actually Monday through Friday, Harry. That's exactly, big that's, reveal. That's exactly what I said if Pat would actually listen to the show. Said, Let's play it back. You said every Monday. We're going to pull the clip. I said every Monday through we're gonna Friday. Play, we're going to play it back. You didn't. You said every Monday. We are going to okay. play it back. We're going to play it back. I know the guys in the control room have selective pre- memories. I, I know this for a fact. Saying I said stuff I, said I never every, said. I, I just said every Monday both times. I don't know. It sounded right to me, but Pat Costello insisted on being on the radio. So uh, He would know. He has, he has those Dumbo ears. <laughs> the clip is loading. Don't you worry. All right. Yates got the clip loading. That doesn't sound right. Which underdog will win this week? Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio. Everywhere you are. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And our dude, Joe Fortenball, ESPN Sports betting analyst and host of Joe and Amber, joins us now. Joe and Amber starts on January 3rd. Same start date as Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Noon to 3 p.m. Eastern, Joe and Amber, January 3rd, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern, every weekday. See, Joe Harry was under the impression that he and Fitz were just going to be on on Mondays. He just found out all five days. Yeah, yeah, because I just said Monday. I didn't say Monday through Friday at any point. 12 p.m. But let's not, hold on, hold on, but I, but I gotta, but I gotta give a shout out to, to your co-host, Joe, because today is Amber Wilson's birthday. Yes, it is. So I want to make sure that she knows that I'm wishing her a very, very happy birthday. And today okay. is special. Well, that's important. She has no idea. She's celebrating in Mexico. She's I know, she's definitely in Mexico right now. You know, I'm at the age where not only do I forget my birthday a lot of the time, but my kids can trick me into thinking I'm a different age. My daughter Esther does this all the time. She's like, Dad, you're in there. She'll tell me an age, usually an age a year older. And I'll be like, no, I'm, and I'm like, maybe I am. I don't know. I'm not paying you attention. Second guess it. <laughs> <laughs> you get so old, you forget how old you are. Well, what's the, what's the age where you stop caring? Like 21 feels like it might be the last signature one. You get older, 30 and 40. But I think once you hit 40 and you move past that, it's like, eh, it's all the same. Yeah, whatever. It's all downhill. <laughs> not uh, there yet. Joe, are you ready to play real or not real? Underdogs who will win this week? Let's do it. Okay. Pat, what we got? Jets plus 10 at Buffalo. Harry, real or not real, the Jets will win this week. Oh, this is not real. I think I think the Buffalo Bills are going to, you know, come out hitting on all cylinders. I think Josh Allen's not going to have the turnovers that he had the first time around. He's not going to let the zone coverage of the Jets dictate what he does as a quarterback. And I just think they're going to win by more. Uh, Buffalo is going to win, but they're not going to cover. They're getting too many points or they're giving rather too many points. Yeah, that's a lot to lay in that situation. I don't. I, I, I do think we're going to get a good Bills performance here. We have not seen them at home in like a month because mm-hmm. of that snow Mageddon that ended up hitting um, Orchard Park not too long ago. They've got ten days to get ready for this game. They were beat up really bad the first time around against the Jets. Like when you watch that game, they were physically pushed all over the field. I think you get a very good Bills effort. Jets aren't going to win. The question is the cover, and Max is right. Like, 10 points is a lot. It's a lot of points to cover against one of the league's better defenses. Cleveland is five-and-a-half-point underdogs at Cincinnati. Harry, real or not real, Cleveland wins this week. I think it's real. The Cincinnati Bengals right now, I think, is uh, are one of the hottest football teams in the National Football League. I think Joe Burrow's on a high. Jamar Chase is back. And I think this offense is going to score some points. Cincinnati's due to beat these guys already. And the way Deshaun Watson's playing, Cincinnati wins. Five and a half? Yeah. You know what? Even though that's a bunch of points, they're at home. 
I don't know why. I should not say this based on the matchup in the, in the even in the recent past, Joe. I have a feeling Cincinnati might blow them out. Here's here's where this is suspicious. It opened six, and it's been Browns money coming in, and I, I I would I would attribute that to two things. I think number one, Cincinnati is off a huge win against Kansas City. You could be a little flat here given the opponent. I know it's a divisional matchup, but the Browns haven't looked very good. And then on top of that, I think a lot of people look at what Cleveland did last week against Houston. They only generated six points on offense. Deshaun Watson completed fifty four percent of his passes. He looked really rusty. So at first, a lot of people are checking out, but you knock some of that rust off. I think he's a little bit better in this game. It's really hard for me to go against Cincinnati, but I will tell you the money is coming in on Cleveland. We're playing real or not real underdogs who will win this week with Joe Fortenball of the Daily Wager. Great show, that Daily Thanks, Wager, Joe. I love that. Uh, Minnes- you know, it's still on the network. I know. I don't know if you're aware of that, Pat. <laughs> you know, I heard about that. I heard also already has a new show that's every weekday on ESPN Radio starting January 3rd at 7 p.m. And maybe one day Harry, Harry Douglas deal. I just want to be on on Mondays. I want yeah. the Harry Douglas deal. <laughs> Harry, you keep working it. You'll get it on every day and not just Tuesday Tuesday through Thursday. You just pick up Tuesday. Well, first you pick up Tuesday, then Wednesday through Thursday, and then eventually you get all five days. You know, my producer for that show would never treat me like this. <laughs> Thank God he's my producer on that show. Live, Who's your producer? Live, live, live. <laughs> <laughs> Who's producing you? None of y'all's business. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Minnesota are somehow two-point underdogs at Detroit. First of all, what? Second of all, Harry, real or not real, Minnesota wins this week. What? No, they won't. I think the Detroit Lions are going to win this ball game. Uh they're also one of the hottest teams in the National Football League. And the way they're playing, they have an opportunity to try to work some magic and possibly make a playoff. So I'm going with the Lions in this one. I like it, Harry. Me too. They're at home. And, and Minnesota has a much better record. They're plus 10 points on the year. Not, not meaning underdog, meaning they've outscored opponents. Their point differential is only 10 points. That should not equate to their one-loss record. And so they're not going to win every close game. Detroit's not going to lose every close game, which is, you know, traditionally what they've done in recent years, at least. Um, And Detroit's hot. I like Detroit here. Yeah, so do I. I'll explain the line because I know for a lot of people it seems crazy that a 10-win team at this point could be catching points on the road against a team like Detroit. In the last 20 years, we have had 53 teams that have won 10 games by Week 13. Okay? 53 teams. Of those 53 teams, the Vikings rank dead last, 53rd in point differential at plus 10, as Max just told you. The next worst was like plus 37, which is right around what the New York Jets are at 7-5. and five. The Vikings are 9-0 and oh in one-score games. If you play 1,000 one-score games, you should be about 500 in those games. Sometimes you kick the game-winning field goal. Sometimes they do. Sometimes you miss. Sometimes they do. Sometimes you drive down the field. You see where I'm going here. They're 9-0 in one-score games. If they were 5-4 and four in one-score games, they're sitting like 6-6 six and six right now, and this line makes sense. But instead, they're 9-0, and oh and everyone's baffled by it. Detroit's defense, 32 points per game over the first seven, 19 points per game over the last five. I lean to the Lions here. All right, last one. Real or not real, underdogs who will win this week. The Giants are seven-point underdogs at home against Philadelphia, Harry. Real or not real, the Giants win this week. No, that's not real. Um, I'm going with the Philadelphia Eagles. Max, you're going to see firsthand that Jalen Hurts right now is the MVP of the National Football League. He would be if there was no such thing as Patrick Mahomes. Oh, you're right. Goodness, Mahomes, is, Mahomes is clearly <laughs> better and having a better season than Jalen Hurts. By the way, it's not that close. But Jalen Hurts is in second place. And it's not impossible that if Mahomes has a bad game or two, that Jalen Hurts should deserve the MVP by the end. He's still in striking distance. Um, the Giants don't have enough to beat the Eagles right now. 
I'm a huge Giants fan. Dable, to me, is actually kind of clearly coach of the year because all the other coaches in the conversation are working with a lot, and he is not. And yet the Giants are a very competitive football team. They are too banged up, including in the secondary, to match up with the Philadelphia Eagles, who are dominant on both sides of the line of scrimmage and then at every level of the defense and the offense. Too much. The Giants might keep it close for two or three quarters, and then the Eagles are going to pull away. I think it's an under bet at 45. I don't see a whole lot of scoring. I do see sharp money on the Giants at seven. I don't think they're going to upset the Eagles. I think the Eagles are a solid teaser play. But the Giants plus the seven, they can run the ball. They're sixth in the league in rushing. We know that's the Eagles' Achilles heel. Eagles on the road this season, one and three. Eagles are winning a lot of games, but they haven't been covering a lot as of late. Some of these games are getting close. It's the NFL. You're not going to blow everybody out every week. Divisional matchup here. Don't be surprised if Big Blue keeps it competitive. I hope you're right, Joe. Joe Fortenbaugh, ESPN sports betting analyst, host of Joe and Amber. Starts on January 3rd, along with Fitz and Harry. Fitz and Harry, noon to 3 p.m., Joe and Amber, 7 to 9 p.m. on ESPN Radio. Every weekday, we made some phone calls. We said, you know what, it's not fair. Joe's on every weekday, and Harry only on Monday, so we change it. Thank you, Joe. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. Thank you so much for having me. Harry's former team has a oh. new quarterback. He's what? going to explain what? why. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, ESPNU. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn J. Willemax. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. I'm Max Kellerman. That's Harry Douglas in for Key and J today. Harry, um, I'm going to take you out of your comfort zone. I'm going to ask you a question about something you know nothing about. The Atlanta Falcons. Uh-oh. Harry, longtime receiver in the NFL. 
thought of primarily <laughs> when people think <laughs> of Harry Douglas, Atlanta Falcons. Um, they're benching Marcus Mariota in favor of Desmond Ritter. Now, what? I can tell you this. I was um, watching the Thursday night football several weeks back with Key. Key and I watch it together. And I'm arguing at the time, man, I'll take, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm arguing that Kirk Cousins is 15 in, in the NFL at the position. And now I'm up to maybe 14. <laughs> but I think I had Mariota ahead of him. I think I had him 16 with Mariota ahead of him. And I thought, oh, look at how they're playing and blah, 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 blah. Mariota's more athletic. <laughs> I saw in that game, Mariota's getting sacked. He's facing the other way, and he tosses the football up over his head. And I said, okay, Kirk Cousins over Mariota. At that point, Harry, I thought, he can't be my starting quarterback. I hate to say it like that, but that's what it felt like to me. Like Sometimes you see something and you go, nope, not that guy. What do you think of the decision to sit Mariota? Well, I, th- I think at this juncture in the season, um, l- let, me, let me take it back to Mariota first. I think Mariota's done some phenomenal things for the Atlanta Falcons. He's one of Phenomenal? The, yeah, because one of the main reasons why the run game is uh, as effective as it is is because he adds another dimension to that. If you and use a, a word like phenomenal way. to describe Mariota, when you talk about Patrick Mahomes, do you have to make up words? No. Well, how, where do you go? If Mariota's phenomenal? Well, you just listen. Yeah. I say he's done some phenomenal things this season. See, you have two ears and one mouth for a reason, Max. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have three mouths and only one ear. But, but no, ahead. like he's a big part of why that running game is one of the best in the National Football League mm-hmm. because when plays do break down, he can utilize his leg. You have the zone read. It just gives defenses another thing to think about. I think the thing that... A lot of people see, and I think, you know, the GM Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith is that there are a two handful of plays in a lot of these games that they could have won where there are mistakes being made at the wrong time. You look at the Saints game, the first game of the year, and the, the Falcons are driving in the red zone to score a touchdown, and Mariota set a slide and he fumbles. And then they have another situation in that game where it's third and one where you could pick up a first down and basically ice the game, and he fumbles the snap. Like, little things like that. You look at the Rams game when the team came back and, you know, he's trying to throw a touchdown pass to win the game, and Jalen Ramsey intercepts that ball. And if they score right there, the game's over. They got blew out by the Bengals. And then you look at the Panthers, a Thursday night football game that you're talking about right now, the Washington Commanders game that they just had that went down to the wire when the Falcons go down to the tight red zone, and you have a chance to score. And I will say this. Now, Cordell Patterson was wide open. And the defensive lineman made a great play, but it's still an interception. A lot of people are going to say the quarterback. That's, a, that's another game. And then you look at the Steelers game and then just not being able to make the throws and make the plays that the Falcons needed to get over that hump. And you just count the games I just mentioned right now. They, but, they can literally Harry, be in playoff contention at this moment. Harry, when you talk about the fumbling and stuff like that, that's not enough for me to take a guy's job away unless it never stops because – you know, Daniel Jones, you can clean that up. You should be able to clean that no, up. No, it's, it's, it's different, though, Max, because these things are happening at moments in the football game right. where they can't happen. So let me tell you what – that's what I'm getting to. See, Harry, you have one mouth and two ears <laughs> for a reason. I love it. <laughs> that's what I'm getting to. The, the reason I bring up the play where he's turned around his backs to the play and he tosses it over his head because I'm sitting there with Key mm-hmm. and – I absorb a lot of football from him, from you, from, you know, I'm like, you get, you get to have this job and you get smarter at the stuff because you're around very smart, very knowledgeable, experienced people and you're talking to them all day about football, right? That is a moment where the quarterback is scared. 
that you don't do that unless the game is moving too fast for you and you panic. That's the reason that's a disqualifying play. And then it makes me look at the fumbles and stuff like that differently. Because the reason what you highlight is that it's happening at inopportune moments, right? Yep. To me, that's connected to a bigger issue. If you're Mariota and you're, you have do certain things well, but you're marginal overall in terms of your status as a starter, even though he's a second overall pick, and I thought he was going to be a good pro. And by the way, he's had a nice career. I mean, like, you yeah. know, good for him. He's a quarterback in the NFL, started for and a I, number of years. When I went to Tennessee, he was a quarterback, so we was there three years together, too. Sure, I got it. But... You can't that like you that moments can't be too big for you, and that's what's happened too often. That that's what that's what's happened, and I think it's it's really hurt this football team in the sense that when you look at the playoff race, and this division is still open now. The Bucks have a two game lead. They lose to San Francisco, and the Falcons win. Then they still play head to head, but the Falcons shouldn't even be in this situation at this moment. If they if look at all those games I just named, the Saints, the Rams. The Buccaneers the first time, the Panthers the second time, the Chargers, the Command, all these games, the st- they could have and should have won. We'll be talking about this Falcons team in a different light right now. But I, on, a, on a bye week, I thought it was the perfect time for Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot to make that change because now you have an extra week to really prepare Desmond Ritter for what's ahead. When we talked about Joe Burrow earlier, yeah, Burrow has got a better arm and he's more accurate and all that stuff. But the moment's never too big for Joe Burrow. It doesn't mean he's not going to lose some games by, by botching. Joe Burrow's going to blunder at times in his career. He's going to lose you a game by thrives. messing up in a big moment. That will happen. It happens to everybody, right? But all those little moments, man, that's when you want that. Like, even if, if, if Mariota just had that, given his physical package, he'd be a very good NFL quarterback. He does not have that, it doesn't appear to me. At least he hasn't shown that. So... uh Desmond Ritter, meantime, is coming in. Yeah, I interviewed Desmond Ritter on this just in, 2 p.m. Eastern, ESPN. And, you know, before the draft, he's an impressive young man, as they say. Like, you can sometimes talk to guys, oh, he's going to, he's at least going to have some of that locker room stuff that people like, right? What are your expectations for him, though, as a player? And I remember in Cincinnati, he opened the season, first or second pass of the season, before the year that he was drafted last year, he throws a bomb all the way down the field. Like, he could do some things, but what's his ceiling in terms of the tangibles as a player that you see? Well, I, I think he has great upside. Uh, he's, he's number one, and I was there because I did the coaching internship with the Falcons, so I was there all spring with him. Me too. He doesn't lack confidence at all. That's one of the things I love about him the most. And majority of the times, if he you know, doesn't get something – He's not going to make the same mistake twice, so he he learns quick from from things. Um, I, I go back to community service events that they were doing as rookies, right? He's on the bus getting rookies together, the offensive-wise, going over plays and stuff like that, not even waiting until they got back to the dorms or whatnot. So he has it as a quarterback. Um, I'll say the difference between him and Marcus running-wise, he's more of a straight-line runner versus Marcus has a little wiggle to him. Yeah. But I love his arm and his anticipation throwing. And you even see them preseason, he threaded the needle a lot of times in preseason. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he can bring. And the Falcons are still aren't out of this thing. Where was he drafted, Ritter? I think it may have been third. Third round, I think. Because I, I remember when he – there were a couple of draft picks, I third thought. Round. A couple of draft picks in the draft. You know, you always think that – that might wind up looking like a very smart pick. Like, I, I, I thought that of Christian Watson. Yep. I thought, ooh, 
that dude might turn out to be the best receiver in the draft that got him in the second round. And I looked at Desmond Ritter, and I thought, it's not impossible that he could be a franchise quarterback. Not impossible. They got him in the third round. That might wind up looking pretty good. Might be a steal. Can Georgia beat OSU? Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max. Harry Douglas in for Key and Jay. Doing the work of two men on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPNU. Listen to Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.